Hello, my name is Richard Pogge, Professor of Astronomy at The Ohio State University, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to the lecture audio podcast of Astronomy 141, Life in the Universe. Of course, I'm teaching at The Ohio State University main campus in Columbus, Ohio, during autumn quarter of 2009. Between September 23rd and December 4th of this year, I will be giving a 10-week lecture series on the topic of Life in the Universe. We're going to divide our course into three main topic areas. The first third or so of the course is going to start at home and is going to be concerned with the question of understanding the nature of life on the Earth, its history, its origins, and its future, and what factors on the Earth have led to the Earth being the warm and habitable place that we all know and love. The middle third of the course will then apply the lessons of the Earth to the search for life, or at least those conditions we think are conducive to life elsewhere in our solar system. We're going to be asking questions about habitability. Why is it that today the Earth is the, is the cradle of life, and yet Mars and Venus seem to be completely lifeless, at least as far as we know? We're also going to be looking elsewhere in the solar system where we think the conditions might exist in the present day, or at least in the very recent past, for life. For example, we will be looking closely at the question of life on Mars, and then we will be looking at the rather new question that no one had expected until a few years ago, that one might seek the conditions for life, and perhaps even life itself, on three of the moons of the Jovian planets Jupiter and Saturn. We're going to look at the possibilities that, uh, for life on the Je Jupiter moon Europa, and perhaps an interesting place we might look, although it's much more speculative, is whether the conditions for life or something resembling life might exist on the moons of Saturn, Enceladus, and Titan. This is an interesting exploration because it's really an area where in the next generation of, of solar system exploration, these will be the main targets of concentration in the question of whether life can arise elsewhere within our own solar system. Finally, the last third of the course will be to take the lessons we have learned both on the Earth and in our solar system and apply them to planets around other stars. Until recently, we've only known about one planetary system in the universe, our own. But in recent decades, we've now discovered as many as 300 planets around as many stars and more are being discovered every week. All of a sudden, the question about whether there are planets around other stars is now pretty well definitively answered. Yes, there are. We're starting to learn how frequently those planets appear. We'll review what observations we make that tell us how to, where these planets are. And we'll review some of the progress which was being made towards the still elusive goal of discovering other Earth-like planets around other stars. In particular, finding Earth-like planets around other stars like our own Sun with that Earth-like planet located in the so-called habitable zone. Those are the places where we might naturally seek life on worlds outside of our own solar system, and might even be places where we could imagine that even intelligent life could arise. The question of intelligent life is a far more speculative area, and it, it crosses over less into questions of astronomy, but there are places where the knowledge of astronomy and the distribution of stars in the galaxy and the history of the galaxy actually can begin to give us information about the question of whether intelligent life should arise and what kind of expectations we should have. We're going to look at the classic questions that are informed by astronomy, namely a consideration of the frequency of life through the famous Drake equation, the question of whether such life, if intelligent, should have contacted us by now or not, the so-called Fermi paradox, and even whether or not life, and especially intelligent life, might be exceedingly rare within our galaxy, what's known as the rare Earth hypothesis. In the end, we're going to turn our question not to life, but perhaps to death. We're going to ask the questions of what the ultimate future of life is in the universe, concentrating on two basic areas. What is the future of life on the Earth, and what we think the future of life might be in the universe in general. 
In many ways, we stand at a very unique moment in human history when our tremendous explosion of knowledge in areas like astronomy, physics, biology, chemistry, geology, and the planetary sciences is all beginning to come together to make it possible to have a serious scientific topic we now call astrobiology. This combination of all of these different areas to begin to try to make real scientific progress into answering that age-old question, are we alone in the universe? Now, those of you who've listened to my lecture podcast for previous courses in the past will recognize a lot of very similar features for this course. The lectures are going to be given each day in, in the classroom in, in the Ohio State campus. I strap on a microphone, and I simply record what I tell my class. There's no pre-production. There's no post-production. In fact, there's, there's no production at all. I just simply stand up and give my lectures as if I wasn't even wearing a mic. I then take those lectures rip them into mp3 files and upload them into my podcast feed. As a result, you basically get a completely unedited transcript of exactly everything I said to my class. I'll try to repeat the questions when I get them and you'll get the idea of kind of what it's like at least in terms of sound for what it's like to be in the classroom during the Astronomy 141 this quarter. In many ways it's very unpredictable. Some lectures will work, eh, some probably not so much. I don't yet have the technology to show a lot of the graphics and other pictures that I show in class. Some of them are copyrighted, and I couldn't produce them in a podcast anyway. And so we're, you're, what you're really going to do is sort of get to listen in on a university course exploring the question of life in the universe. <clears throat> now, as a consequence, these recordings are primarily intended as supplemental, supplementary teaching materials for this course. The primary audience is the, other stu is the students in the class, enrolled in the class here in Columbus. Many of the students use this as a study guide. They use it to make up for classes they couldn't attend because of illness or travel because they're on sports teams, the band, or something like that. And many of them have found it useful as a study aid. It's come around week eight or nine, starting to study for the final. It's useful to be able to go back and listen to those one or two crucial classes from the first few weeks when the ten weeks, five days a week course is starting to fade back in memory. However, as I've learned from doing similar recordings for Astronomy 161 and 162 in the past, then in addition to just the use by the students, I've attracted a, a fairly sizable following of, of people who are interested in astronomy, but who for various reasons have neither either had the opportunity to go to college, or if they did go to college, didn't have an opportunity to take astronomy classes given the courses for their majors or their other interests. For many of these lifelong learners, I've heard from now many hundreds of you uh, through email and, and other means, that you've greatly enjoyed the opportunity to listen in on a university course and rather enjoy the recordings. So I will welcome all of you other students that I've, as I've come to think of you over the past few years, with 161 and 162. You're welcome to join in the ride. I will say one difference that many of the uh, longtime listeners of the 161 and 162 podcast is that those classes were very well prepared. I taught them many times in the past. I had well-defined sets of lectures. I knew exactly how to pace things. I, frankly, I even made up some of the jokes and I gave them the same place pretty much at the same time. 141 is going to be different. I've never taught 141 before. It's part of a brand new sequence of courses we're beginning to teach here at Ohio State. And I really don't know what exactly all the lectures are going to be like. Some are going to work, eh, some not so much, perhaps. But I don't know. Uh, but let's see. I figure this is a, as much an experiment as anything else. It's going to be live and unscripted. And you're going to hear the, the great lectures, or pretty good lectures at least, along with the ones that, well, could use a little work. So... 
Despite that, like I said, it will be should be an interesting quarter. Uh, it's a topic that I've been fascinated by for a long time, and the chance to put all of the things I've been reading and learning about for many years into one place to give a course on life in the universe is something I've wanted to do for a long time. So enjoy the ride, enjoy the quarter, and uh, let's see where we can get in 10 weeks.